Every great film should seem new every time you see it. Hello and welcome to episode 113. My name is Brian Stevens. Oh, this is the Midnight Film Review. Yeah. And with me as always... Colin Smith. I almost forgot the name of the show, Colin. Not to be confused with The Midnight Meat Train starring Terry Jones. <laughs> That's directed an awful by movie. Ryu Kitamara, uh, who also directed Versus. That's how I know that. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, Versus was so good, Me, and then Midnight everything not. everything he's done since then has been kind of disappointing. Yeah, uh, he did. He did one of those. He did a weird movie with uh, the guy whose name I can I can never remember. <laughs> he was in the in the Hobbit. Uh, he was in he Sean was Astin? Dracula. Sean Astin? The Dracula reboot. No. Uh, Dracula oh, reboot. He was Gaston in. Uh, oh, what's yeah. that actor's name? Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he did a weird movie with Luke Evans. Sean Astin, Luke Evans. Close in. They look alike, you know. <laughs> Similar build. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what do we have in store today besides the tangent train to uh, to Distractionville? <laughs> we we have probably one of our our most popular episodes. Um, coming your way we're doing our top five films of 2017 colin maybe you're doing that brian you <laughs> fucking conformist with your lists and your rules <laughs> i can't help man i love me a list or two i'm gonna talk about some good movies from 2017 um that are in an order of and, and favorite <laughs> to least favorite no in, in an arbitrary and capricious order <laughs> uh I was looking at, I looked at uh, our our archives here. We're a little bit late running running this episode. We did this on January 7th last year. Yeah, yeah. I, and that was my, that is my fault because I wanted to see Phantom Thread because I wanted to include it in my top 10 of the year. Uh, if Yeah, if you want to take blame, that's fine. I, I feel will. like I'm perennially, perennially unprepared for this episode. Whatever, for every episode. Oh. <laughs> I'm always like <laughs> trying to push deadlines back and like barely managing to it's true. function. Yeah. As an as an adult human, you're being honest. Yeah, I, your honesty is. So well, I just is, kind of assumed it was my fault, but I guess now that you say that, you did want to wait for. Yeah. Phantom Thread. Because uh, the the last few Tom Paul Tom, Thomas Anderson movies, uh, when I did my top ten list, I hadn't seen them, so they never made a list. Oh. Uh, like because he releases travesty. movies so late in the year, and then we, we live in Cincinnati, so we don't get to see them until almost February. So, like, Inherent Vice two years ago didn't make my list because I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Master, same thing. We well, could have made the following list. The sub- I guess oh, we could have. Eh, maybe not. Like, see, we like kind of don't play. Yeah, we kind of don't do that. I, I got, there has to be some kind of arbitrary, arbitrary rule. There does. There really has to be a cutoff. Is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, but we also have a lot of emails, Colin. We have six emails to read. So that's going to, I think, take up uh, a good portion of the first part of the show. So we're just going to do emails and then our our year-end review um 2017 a film retrospective <laughs> by the midnight film review I, that might be the title of this episode i like that a film retrospective uh so i was surprised at uh the response in the emails we got um some of the same people that always email and thankfully they they did but then we also got uh, emails from people, or we didn't get emails from people that I thought we would, like Brian Alford, um, um, 
not call you out, Brian, because you're the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> um, I asked other people. Oh, uh, and Al Robbins. I asked. I asked other people. You know, to send me their top ten, and maybe they just forgot and didn't do it. But um, my wife wanted to make sure that I read hers, and like you, she doesn't want me to list them in order. They're just her favorite films of the year. Yeah, you you go, Amanda. You be strong. I'm going to go ahead and put them in a specific order. Um, <laughs> because there well, needs I, to be lists. I mean, you have you're going to put them in an order as you read them. No, they're going to be in an order in which I think that she thinks they should rank. How about that? That's so, there's some layers going on. So I feel we'll just kick this off with this this okay. text message from her. Well, hey, be, before we do that, how do how do I reach you? Oh, um, you can I, call me at no, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, email you mean eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, I want to send you an email and tell you your movie choices suck and that <laughs> <laughs> complain about the lack of uh. My, the, my Little Pony film on your top ten list. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could come up with. How would you go about doing that? Why, uh, midnightfilmreview at gmail.com. That's midnightfilmreview at gmail.com. Shameless plug. Send us your emails. We'll read them. Okay, go. <laughs> so my wife in, uh, says, in no particular order, Lady Bird, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Spider-Man Homecoming, It, The Disaster Artist, Happy Death Day. She said, after Happy Death Day, I would probably go split Father Figures, The Babysitter. Um, which, I don't know if she's actually talking about The Babysitter, or she because she always gets that confused with Better Watch Out, two movies about babysitters. <laughs> and so that, Yeah, that we're both on uh, streaming services. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, so I don't know about that. Better watch out for the babysitter. Um, and then she says, but let everybody know that they probably wouldn't mind my list, but I didn't see them. Shape of Water, Blade Runner, because I love Ryan Gosling, and Three Billboards. Who doesn't love Ryan Gosling? Right. Um, yeah, so that was my wife. She wanted to be on the show, but she had to work, so. I, I thought I had her talked into it first. But and also you said she wasn't allowed. And then I said, yeah. Just, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, should I? Yeah. Are we gonna do some let's, some let's cross stitching? Alternate. Yeah, we'll just alternate. All right. Uh, regular contributor and uh, and content uh, content writer, content producer <laughs> Will Moore, uh, sent us an email saying subject line top ten and other stuff. He starts Midnighters. I'll tell you what this year. I'll tell you what this year was a tough one to narrow down. Here's my top ten and ten trailers for the upcoming year you might not have seen. Or maybe you have. Okay, I don't know. So he goes from one to ten. I don't. Should I read it ten to one? I think I should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So number ten, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, which we did not see. I did not see. I saw did it. You saw, it, it, see it, it. It made my honorable mention. I, okay. Good, good movie. Uh, number nine, The Post. Did not see. Which yeah, did not see. Number eight, Phantom Thread. Saw it. Liked it. Reviewed it. <laughs> Number seven, it. Number six, good time. Number five, the last Jedi. Coming in at this was I think this is the biggest surprise for me. Number four, I Tanya. Yeah, me too. Number th- I think so. Number three, three billboards. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, number two, Shape of Water, and Will's top film of 2017, Logan. Not to be confused with Logan Lucky. <laughs> That did not make my top. Not to be confused with Logan's Run. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of those made my list. Just right. spoiler alert. 
and then Will Will sent us a bunch of trailers, and he look <laughs> a bunch the, of the, the caveat was we might not have seen them. So yeah. he 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 didn't send us like his most anticipated films of 2018. Right. Yeah. At least I hope these aren't his most anticipated no, films we'll, of 2018. I don't think so. Will can let us know, but I don't think so. But I mean, based on the email, I feel like that's the, his top ten. I feel like we have at least some idea of what his taste is like. Uh, yeah, and I uh, mean these 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 trailers are all ridiculous movies. I mean, for the most part, right? They are, but I think we we agreed out of all of them, the one the only one I am interested in at least at face value, is Gringo. Yeah. Which looks like it could be uh, great. I mean, like, Charlotte O'Copley needs to be in so so many yeah. more movies. As, as, uh, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I'm sold. I want to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and David Oyelowo? 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 Yeah, that guy. Great actor. I want to Does he have comedic timing? We'll find out. We will. I mean, some of the, like, the the Overboard with Anna Ferris. like, how does this movie get made? I don't. I mean, isn't it, isn't it the same name as the Goldie Hawn? Yeah, yeah, it's a oh, remake. Geez. That's for sure a remake. God, just kill me now. And when we first met, <laughs> you know what? I, Every... I, don't even, I don't even have time to lampoon these films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I will say... Th- so by far my my favorite trailer out of all these, because it's just so utterly ridiculous, was the submergence. Because just the title and what the movie looks like it's about, I just uh, like a it achieved a masturbatory level of seriousness, yeah, yeah. which was I, impressive for the trailer. I uh, actually can't believe that's a that's a real movie uh, that's getting released. That's not based on a Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> I mean, it's it's way it's way too. Pre- Nicholas Sparks, he has no pretense that that's true. Every one of that's his true. novels is exactly the same, just with a different setting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess I should move on. Yeah, moving on. Uh huh. Um, so we had a, uh, a very lengthy email from longtime contributor, and one of our first, I would say, one of our first listeners. Uh, Adam Etheridge, right? He was one of our first listeners to write in um, from the jump. I'm pretty he, sure. he's he's one of the early regular contributors, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and he's but he's also our official foreign correspondent. Yeah, he's Adam's been a big part of the show. So he writes in, "Hello, Midnighters. I'm sorry that it's been so long since I've been in touch, but all of your swearing has really put me off of the podcast. <laughs> oh no! Like fuck, it has. I've just been busy working full time, having two volunteer roles, raising two children." Eight cats and a dog. Don't worry, though. I neglect the children so that I have enough time to watch films. <laughs> you will find my list of the top 158 films of 2017 below. I've added a list of films that I didn't get a chance to watch, as as well as a few that were unwatchable, and a couple of others that I saw that haven't been released here, so don't really count. Back to the swearing. I've been meaning to get in touch with my feelings on the subject for a while. I don't listen to you because you swear. However, I do listen to you because your podcast is just two friends having a chat. It's casual, familiar, genuine, and I feel part of the conversation. So if you want to swear, go ahead. I do. I wouldn't stop listening to you if you didn't swear. Who would? 
That whole email was nonsense. I've never heard such guff in all my life. Anyway, enough of, the, of that crap. Here's my list with a one-line summation of the top five and bottom five. So I'll just read his top five. Uh, number one is Dunkirk. Intense, visceral, action-packed, the best cinema experience I had in almost 20 years. Prevenge, which because this is on his list, I looked it up, and I, I want to see this movie. Uh, don't, uh, don't know how yet, but uh, a comedy blacker than a coal miner's arsehole. <laughs> Logan, emotional and fitting in for a beloved character, thrilling from start to finish. Tony Erdman, weird, funny, and moving, which is a movie that I think... It released last year in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then number five, Mindhorn, off-the-wall British comedy about an actor that has to reprise his TV detective role in real life to help help the police catch a killer. Funniest film of the year. So that's high praise. Mindhorn. I'm going to... That was also 2016 in the U.S., I believe. I don't even... I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah. Uh, so then his bottom five. Mother. Barely tolerable, self-indulgent wank. The Love Witch. Over-stylished over-styla, Borathon. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uncomprehendable inco- nonsense. Man down. Shia LaBeouf having a mental breakdown as tedious as it sounds. And last but not least, this was the worst movie he saw... Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, flat out boring, <laughs> unlikable characters being unlikable. Oh, Ang Lee, squeezing in for a, <laughs> a, a surprise mention at the the top of the bottom, the bottom of the bottom. Uh, interestingly enough, on his unwatchable shite list is Mudbound, and uh, he says that's it for now. Keep up the good work, gents, Adam. Um, I, if Adam gives me the okay, hopefully he listens, I might just, cause his list is so long. I might just put this email on our Facebook page. If anybody wants to read it, just a thought. Yeah. So Adam is, uh, a, an overachiever <laughs> who makes us look like yeah. casuals with his, uh, I mean, I, I know, you, I know you, uh, surpassed a hundred films last year, but 158 this year, that is say a significant, <laughs> A significant achievement and uh, a, a sincere devotion to enjoying movies yeah. that we respect. Oh, so much respect. I'm I'm actually jealous, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure you've watched a lot of turds to get that, that number, but... It, it sounds like you have. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. What you know? I think, I think probably... Well, I guess it depends on what stage of release you are seeing movies at you know it's if you only see theatrical films i feel like our ratio of turds is uh yeah pretty similar yeah you know and then it's it, but it, it's, it's also a crapshoot for the uh distributed stuff we see too especially when you pick it <laughs> dick uh, uh, burn asshole. sick burn i burned you <laughs> fucking burn all right um (laughs) so we received an email uh titled top 10 from uh guest host slash contributor chunk aka justin uh it's (laughs) very succinctly chunk's top 10 films of 2017 you ready Mad Max Fury Road, Aliens, Shawshank Redemption, Evil Dead 2, The Dark Knight, Young Frankenstein, Pulp Fiction, The Empire Strikes Back, Jurassic Park, 
the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Fuck your lists. <laughs> Thanks. Very Justin. apropos. Yeah. In traditional chunk fashion. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. Hmm. Uh, I guess, is it my turn? I think it is. Um, all right. Good old Rob Bob. Finally, finally wrote in. Brian's Colin and fellow Midnighters. Brian's, I heard you got a Conor McGregor shirt for Christmas. I suggest you use it as a prize for a contest if you haven't dried off your dog with it. Guess how many fingers you are holding up? I say two. Did you see John Malkovich? Did you see the John Malkovich teaser before the Patriots game? Awesome. Watch it on YouTube if you haven't. That is all. Sent for my iPhone that is turned off inside the movie theater. Good job. I have. I didn't see this. Uh, this Not, teaser. I have. No, I don't even know what he's referencing. I haven't seen it appear anywhere else on the no, interwebs. No, I as far as I know, I haven't either. Uh, and I'm sorry, but the Conor McGregor shirt is already given away. Amanda immediately gave it to my sister-in-law. So, sorry for all those UFC fans that listen to this podcast. Are you looking up the John Makovich? Oh, I thought you were doing that. Maybe we'll do that in between the break. No, I was. I was. <laughs> sorry for all the UFC fans who are also Conor McGregor fans. Oh, shit! Waiting for him to uh, put up or shut up. Now I. Total tangent. Having stepped away from <laughs> being a, a MMA devotee probably for five years now, I just I feel like the criticism and about title selections and the politicization of uh, UFC divisions is just get is just gotten worse. What do oh, you think? for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. Frustrating. Um, <laughs> yes. And it will always be frustrating. Okay, we we got a message from, I think, first-time contributor Alfonso. Yeah. So, Alfonso, thank you for writing in. It's always really cool to see people write in for the yeah. first time. Unless you aren't writing in for the first time, in which case, I sincerely apologize. No, I'm pretty sure it's his first time. Okay. I would have recognized his name. Uh, I keep a good track of the the 20 or so people that have emailed the podcast. <laughs> Tattooed on... Uh... On my back. I was going to say on your inner thigh. Or that too. Uh, Alfonso, welcome to the Midnight Family. <laughs> All right. Uh, he says, Alfonso says, oh, subject is Johnny Greenwood, there will be blood score. Listening to your latest pod, I agree. Johnny Greenwood is one of the three best film composers working today, if not the best. There Will Be Blood is one of my favorite scores of all time, and it was robbed at the Academy Awards. Apparently, because one of the songs was derived from pre-existing material and not absolutely original, he was unfairly dinged. It's still a travesty, in my opinion, and one that looks worse year after year. Yeah, that's, that is hilarious. Uh, I, yeah, because we were, we, when we were looking at it, we were kind of baffled that he wasn't nominated that year. I wonder what... It'd be it'd be interesting. Well, so first of all, Alfonso, who are the other two best composers working today? I'm super curious. Uh, you know, who who might be on that list? I <laughs> I think what, there's Zimmer is an obvious go-to. It I, it would be hard to. He's had such a prolific career. It'd be hard to argue against Zimmer as being one of the best working. But or John Williams. I don't know. I mean, John Williams is. Maybe one of the most iconic, but one of the best, yeah. I one, you know, one. Yeah, he just doesn't. He's not that. It doesn't do much anymore. No, I agree. 
Um, yeah. I mean, one of my favorites that doesn't get nearly the love they should is Cliff Martinez. I mean, that's like the the drive uh, score. Clint Clint Mansell. Um, I think really Trent Reznor has done yeah. an awesome do- yeah. job with David Fincher. Yep. Another, uh, another recently. Excellent. So, but. Yeah. yeah, Alfonso, write back in and let us know who your other two are. Um, yeah, also, I'm so I would be really interested to learn what he sampled or what the context yeah. of his disqualification yeah. is. Was it is it really substantial or is it just a kind of bullshit elitist gerrymandering to keep him out? That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and what a I mean, what a weird thing! Like it wasn't completely. Uh, original like that's such a weird thing because i i feel like you know i guess that's why you know you most of tarantino's movies which he's scored himself in a lot of ways because they borrow from other movies so heavily and i don't know that that really kind of bothers me um hopefully i mean we there's a lot of good scores this year you know zimmer did a great job with dunkirk as we talked about but it'll be interesting to see what, um, so what, the, what wins the best the best uh, score. Quick, yeah, quick before we go, um, the it says the soundtrack was ruled in, ineligible due to its use of elements from Greenwood's previous compositions, Popcorn, Superhead Receiver, and Body Song, uh, and works from Arvo Part and Johannes Brahms, but. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> classical compositions and stuff he had already done. Okay, it said just play to top the title track during during the Derek Fire sequence is one example. So it's like layered into, yeah, go, go fuck yourselves, Academy. That's whatever. You know who another great um, uh, composer is. Um... Uh, Johan, was it Johan Johansson? Is that how you say his name? Johan Johansson? Pretty sure. Maybe. What? I don't. Sounds uh, familiar. I was trying to find. I was trying to find, but I'm pretty sure that's who I'm talking. I was thinking about. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, one one last email. This one comes from uh, another regular contributor, uh, Drew Masciarelli. Nailed the last name, by the way. Uh, he says, "Esteemed Midnighters, 2017 was a phenomenal year for film, and narrowing down a top ten was harder this year than any other year in recent memory." And I agree with him. I 100% and 10% agree. Uh, that being said, my top ten goes as follows: ten, Blade Runner 2049; nine, The Phantom. I always say that the it's just Phantom Thread. He wrote. It's Phantom like the Thread. Phantom Pain. Yeah. Eight, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Seven, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Six, Baby Driver. Five, Logan. Four, three board billboards outside outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> three, it comes at night. Two, Nathan for you, finding France. He he loves him some Nathan for you. And number one, good time. Nathan, there was a Nathan for you movie. Yeah, he he wrote in Seriously? about it. Before. Yeah, he wrote in and told us to watch it. Oh. Uh, and it's on my list. I just keep forgetting about it. I love Nathan for you. Uh, I've come up with several award categories to make sure the episode isn't only discussing great films. Discuss if you want or don't as your podcast. Most overrated, his personal choice is Wonder Woman. Most disappointing, personal choice, a ghost story. Biggest regret, personal choice, seeing a cure for wellness on a date. <laughs> and worst film, personal choice, The Circle. 
So long and thanks for all the fish, Drew Masciarelli. All right. Uh, I think we'll we'll probably use some of those suggestions uh, at the end of, our, of the episode for our wrap up. What do you think? I guess we'll have to see. We'll see what happens. Oh, nice spoiler! More unpredictable. Um, don't forget to email us midnightfilmreview at gmail dot com. We'll read them live on the air, um, and we'll welcome you into the midnight family. <laughs> Are you ready to? <laughs> the midnight family we'll give you your ticket to the midnight meat train. <laughs> One or two at a time. Depending on how you show up. Depending on how much time we have to stretch. <laughs> All right. You ready to move on, Let's Colin? do it. Yeah. We'll be right back with our top five movies no. of 2017. Nope. No, we won't. Here we go, Colin. We're back with a list of our 2017 favorite movies from ascending order no descending order no i'll still know start with five yeah and then we'll go to one you want to do it that way start with number five and then work our way down you is that you how know, you want to just do it? i you're you're the one doing this i'm, I'm okay yeah a... i'll start with five okay. and then you go to five and then i'll go to four and then you go to is that the way you want to do it? Or do you I'm want just, to go five and I, you go five I feel and like four? Maybe I should talk about movies that kind of made my list that didn't make your list. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because, oh. I mean, if they're, if, if they're doubling up, then we, we'll talk about them. That's a good way because that way we squeeze in ten movies. Yeah. I'm all so, about squeezing it in. So who do you want to go first? I think you should go first. All right. I'll go first. Um, so number five on my list uh, and let me just say real quick to preface this, this was super hard. And a couple of our writers uh, said that, and I whole cloth agree. This year was like a really bad year for blockbusters, uh, and the box office was way down. But, man, we saw some really good movies, a ton of really, really um, high-level artistry this year. I, I, I would say – this year was probably one of the toughest I had uh, making a top 10. There were movies that I wanted to keep in my list that I was like, man, I just, I, I had to go with my gut feeling and what I liked and what I had the most fun with. And, um, number five, um, was a battle for me. I, I had a hard time leaving, uh, the movie below it where it was at, but Blade Runner 2049, my number five movie of the year. Um, I love Denny Villeneuve. I love his visual style, his directing style. Um, uh, this movie, I, the only the only thing about it is it's so long. I want to watch it again. I love feeling like I'm in this world. The cinematography, Hans Zimmer's score, Roger Roger Deakins cinematography, just it was just amazing. And the side performances, Robin Wright was was awesome. Uh, uh, Anna De Armas as Joy, like just all. Dave Batista, all the side roles were just so good. The acting uh, around Ryan Gosling was amazing, and Gosling did fine for for what he for what he had to do. He was he's serviceable, but I, this movie, um, it didn't do well at the box office. It and didn't. Uh, so I actually thought I really, I, I think I am usually more critical of Ryan Gosling as an actor than you are. Yeah. I think he's usually incapable of character performances he ends up playing ryan gosling but for this film either the character was written (laughs) with him in mind or it was perfectly cast and i think he did uh i think he did an excellent job i was 
much happier with his performance than usual. And I, I still really like Ryan Gosling for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's just so goddamn pretty. He's handsome. Oh, man. Those eyes just get lost. Uh, yeah, I... This film is just a visually stunning, impressive, fascinating, enthralling piece of filmmaking uh, and cinematography. I I really wonder what it could have been like with a another 40 minutes of runtime, 30 minutes of runtime, or with the narrative more evenly distributed because I, I feel like that's where most of our criticisms were mm-hmm. and it just kind of doesn't feel like a complete idea. Uh, but that aside, I really enjoyed it from a movie-going perspective and I would say there would be a strong case for this to be in my top five. Um, it's definitely in my top ten, and I I enjoyed it a lot. And I think this movie is going to get now acknowledged at the Academy for a lot of the technical awards. I think I want to really like on a technical level, this movie was just on par with anything you can imagine. I mean, the set pieces and the design and the, how they work. That first scene when Gosling's car comes down to the 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 earth and or the, you know right by that. Uh, greenhouse it just you felt like you were in this world it was just uh, not most movies would have the CGI would have been glaring and over the top and this felt practical and lived in and real and that's one reason why it made my my top five cool yeah good talk do you want to go next I don't know so I I think you should do one more, and then I'll start okay. alternating in. Because yeah. in this, your next one, I, I'm, I'd like to talk about this. Okay, sure. Uh, number four on my list was Baby Driver. And I, for a long portion of the summer, I struggled with whether or not this would be in my top five. Because the ending, uh, the ending has complications, and it kind of uh, knocks the movie down. But in a lot of ways, this is a a film that fits me perfectly great soundtrack great action great humor great cast great direction um and you know looking back now kevin spacey um is it's hard it's hard to watch a movie with kevin spacey in it i guess you could say uh but man i i, I just i love this movie um i watched it again um fairly recently to see if it would fall back into my top five and i just I left it loving it all over again. I mean, the ending aside, I think um, it's probably my second favorite Edgar Wright movie, next to Scott Pilgrim. Um, I, I just I I the superlatives about this film are all going to be the same. I, I'm just going to keep talking. In, um, but yeah, man, uh, this film did not make my top ten. I was totally enthralled with the first act of this film and then it just was a downward spiral uh, of one disappointing choice after another um, and all up up to an kind of an unsatisfying ending uh, just the further we move into the movie the less focus on 
driving yeah. th- there was, uh, the less the characters' choices in the context of the story kind of made sense, but the less fun and the less interesting it, it was for me. Uh, and I, so this movie, I think it was, this movie was probably number 11, something like that. Like mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. There, there were, It could have been in there, but it just, at the end of the day, I think I wanted something more. Yeah. Maybe that's not fair, but I... The the great character performances uh, were not enough to kind of fix the failure to deliver uh, that the first first part of the film set me up for. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's fair. I think that's a fair indictment of the film. I had a little bit more fun with the middle part of the of the film, I think, than you did. Um, most of my hangups are at the end of the movie. Um, the way that it ends uh and just some decisions made by characters uh i'm you know the climax the climax of the film is disappointing yeah the the his his choice seems out of character i don't know whatever that yeah (laughs) anyway but but for me i I, this movie just it, it puts a smile on my face in the beginning of the movie all the way through the end i am tapping my foot bouncing my head along and uh uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the sequel pans out, but um, yeah, I love Baby Driver. I did not you hated it. I didn't hate it. It just uh, <laughs> did not did not deliver. It it tickled my fancy and then uh, left me antsy. Yeah, left me antsy. There you go. Okay, well, I would like to talk. I think we should talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Mm-hmm. So my biggest surprise of the year or maybe my favorite find of the year Mm. uh and i don't think a major list i could be wrong because i'm not good at reading things but (laughs) uh, a little film called good time definitely my honorable mention that was a tough one to leave out it's one of those ones where i really wanted to put on there and it was drew's number one movie of the year so this this film i just it was we saw it on a whim kind of on a slow week based on a trailer we saw mm-hmm. uh and it it was just pure filmmaking uh from the safety brothers great performance by robert pattinson and i i know this is not a film for everybody but it was a fascinating gripping film uh with some really great off the wall character performances and it it stayed with me and yeah. it just there there's like there are a million alternate universes where we didn't end up seeing this film this right. that this film this year yeah you're and absolutely right we, we i mean we heard of it and saw it within like a week or something yeah. like that uh, we, we we saw the trailer and we both were kind of like we need to see this movie yeah and the, the fact that that film you know, and it was made on a shoestring budget, very limited distribution, uh, ended up in my top 10. Uh, it just, I, th- I thought that was really cool. So I think that was my maybe like golden nugget film of the year. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what category I'm trying to? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, I love movies like that. Yeah. Um, because then it turns you on to the directors who I just, I think that they are 
super skilled and they have so much potential. The, the one thing that kind of bummed me out about them is that their next movie is going to be a 48 hours remake, which I'm confused by, but at the same time, I mean, good for them. Let them get paid. Uh, I just want to see them make more movies like good time. Um, the pacing of that movie is phenomenal. Um, and it well, it, and it also subverted our expectations yeah, in a completely. really interesting way. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> yeah, there there were just there are a lot of cool things about this film. It was a it, just a great surprise. It feels like a cool film. Like that's the thing is like it just it it when I think of New York, like that's where that way I picture it. Um, it's been you know like you don't see the underbelly of New York as much anymore as you did like in the eighties. It was always like pictured. Now it's like kind of glitzy and glamorous and i don't know that world just felt lived in and the performance was so so good robert patterson was so good and i you know i saw some a decent amount of criticism of benny safty's performance and i thought his i thought his performance was phenomenal uh i i did not agree with the the criticism that it was a caricature or anything like that i thought uh it was thought it was a great performance so yeah uh, just a, a great a great intense interesting film all around and uh i'm, I'm sad to see it not on your list but i'm here to represent it good time uh, it was on my honorable mention all right well back back to you back to brian in in the gutter <laughs> um so my number three movie of the year um which i would say majority of people probably thought this would be my number one movie and that's phantom thread coming in it had it had the lead i know what your number one movie would be you did you did i did okay yeah uh you know i i really like phantom thread a lot and i actually liked it more than i thought i would uh once the trailers because it was you know he was so secretive about what this movie was about and even the trailers kind of like whatever um so I was like worried that it was going to be another master level where it's like I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but I just it didn't connect with me. But no, this is one of his most accessible movies. I feel like he's made in a while. Um, and <laughs> the, the fact that that might be right is I don't know how to feel about that. It's, it's hilarious. I think keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, but the and I mentioned this in my review or in, in my um, little blurb. And I don't know if I said enough about it because I meant to say this, but Vicky Kreps, I think, in my opinion, the fact that she is not getting more love for this role, uh, this blows me away. Um, I think that the way that she was able to spar with Daniel Day-Lewis on screen was amazing. And so I want to give her mad props because um, I never heard of her before this, never seen anything that she's been in, or if she was, I didn't notice her, but she was fabulous in this role. Um, so I want to make sure that I said that, and you know, we just reviewed this last week, um, so I don't want to go talk about it for too long, but um, just Daniel Day, PTA on their A game, and then Vicky Krebs come in and just steal on the show. I think I think she is definitely being, she's under, has been under-recognized for her performance. I think some of that might have to do with the way the character's written, because mm-hmm. there is sort of, she's, she's sort of introduced as maybe a normal person uh, or a, <laughs> a more relatable character. Yeah, yeah. And it's not until later in the film that she kind of shows her her edge. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I agree. Or proves herself the equal of the character she's playing mm-hmm. opposite of. And it's, you know, I think it's, it's probably 
just the the role the nature of the role of the character is the reason she is not being recognized but she i absolutely did a a phenomenal job uh this was definitely it one of the top 10 best films of the year i would you know on i'm sure there are people who didn't enjoy it because it's not for everybody and the sad truth is i don't think this is the film that this actor and director team are going to be remembered for yeah yeah. but it it is a fascinating understated film and i th- i think maybe it will be kind of rediscovered or maybe uh you know when <laughs> when people are revisiting 20 years from yeah. now uh anderson's um oh body of work his catalog maybe this film will be seen differently but i i just i don't it doesn't it it doesn't stand out in the same way there will be blood does and a right. lot of a lot of his other films are kind of they're more they're they're stranger and yeah. this film yeah. is in some ways equally as strange it just masks it well yeah uh, that's a great way to yeah it cut it hides its tracks very well i yeah. think so I, 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 yeah, I just, this, it was a, it was a masterpiece of filmmaking. Uh, it was fascinating, uh, but I, I could see it not being listed as, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, like not one of his great films. And I don't know if uh, that will be right, but I'm, I'm interested to see how history, yeah. how, how we look back at this film. I so. feel like that's what we say about all his films too. And in, in a lot of ways, um, underappreciated in the time they were created and yeah and uh, uh, we should mention johnny greenwood excellent score um yep uh yeah do you want me to go again or you you to uh, go yeah i, I think given, i'll go given us one movie oh well, so far yeah so i'm gonna go next this is so this is kind of what i did last year i'm just gonna throw some i'll do two more categories so yeah, i like your categories to be honest with you i think <clears throat> the best film of the year just from an all 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 around all encompassing standpoint. Right now, I'm getting to hear this. I th- I think I have to go with Dunkirk. Okay. I uh, it just it is such a technically masterful, perfectly executed and polished film. Uh, I know there were a lot of people who did not like the narrative structure and did not like the the segregated temporal elements of the film mm-hmm. uh didn't understand that or felt that it wasn't clear or not intuitive uh i just i think this is there are very few directors in history who could make a film like this make a film with so little dialogue with with a narrative thread that tells the story of an event in the way that this film does i agree that's shot with shot this way both from the actual film to the the production uh and reliance on authentic practical um props implements what, what have you wherever possible this is just this is a this is a a prestige film 
this is the kind of film that I don't think gets made anymore uh, where it's just it's a director who has earned the right to more or less do what he wants and is the results are uh, interesting. I, I feel like this film is 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 a throwback to yeah a bygone era in a lot of ways. I agree, but it is the the fact that this film is PG thirteen, uh, the just it's it is gripping, it's fascinating and it's compelling, and I I just I can't as much as I I want to I can't pick another film as the best film of the year i just don't think anything rises to this level of excellence i don't disagree with you at all i think that i mean this is in my opinion and i i think i said this in our review but this is christopher nolan's masterpiece it feels like um some of the shortcomings that i've i've had with his some of the problems i've had with his films before all circle around his dialogue and the the his scripts are just not the best that's his writing is not his it's probably his most glaring weakness and all of that doesn't matter in this movie because (laughs) it's all about the shots it's all about uh the editing um this is i this is the best edited movie uh of the year just because it's so important to how the film plays out um if this movie isn't edited the way it is, it's not as impactful as it is. I mean, at the end of the day, films are visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. The fact that he could accomplish the the storytelling that he did in this film with so little dialogue, with characters whose names we don't even know, uh, it it's just it's it speaks to his talent. And the sound editing, oh, when man. bullets hit planes, when bullets hit ships, like you feel it in your gut, like it feels like you're there. Um, the, the, this this was one of the most harrowing uh, experiences in in a theater I've had this year. I just I was on the edge of my sheet, seat the entire time, like my fingertips are turning white from grabbing my seat. Um, it, it's it's an experience. Um, if you didn't see this in theaters, I, I I feel bad for you. I I agree. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this film. I don't think it was uh, the most intense theatrical film I've ever seen, but it was something I'm really glad I got to experience yeah. in uh, in a large format theater. And uh, yeah, just uh, just a the the crown the crown of uh, of an already storied career, but just really fantastic filmmaking right. from Chris Nolan. So great. You're what? Do you have another category? So you had two for us. I have I have two more films I, I can talk about. Um. Should, what What are you on? I'm on number two, so I can give my number two, then you can go, and then you go, and then I'll go. Okay. Does sound good? Yeah. All right. So my number two movie of the year. Did you think this would be my number two? You said you knew what my number one was going to be, but did you know that this would be my number two? I did not actually. For I'm, a, I'm I'm excited that this is your number two. For a long portion of, of the year, this was my number one actually. I can, dude, I can see it. There, and, no, go ahead. Uh, say and 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 the only reason uh, I decided to put it at number two was because I just I felt like um, what number one was hit me a little bit harder. But and that's Logan. 
Um, Logan's my number two movie of the year. And I said this, I think, in our review. If I didn't, I meant to, that this, in my opinion, is the best superhero movie that I've seen ever. Um, Maybe the only exception is The Dark Knight. Um, But nothing made me... No no superhero movie has made me feel the emotions I felt when I left Logan. Um, It's such a beautiful story of fatherhood and of friendship and love and loss. Um, If you didn't like Logan, I don't like you. How about that? Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand, um, how, how this movie isn't getting more love, um, and you're in lists. Um, and Patrick Stewart's performance is just, it's one for the record books. He does such a great job, um, as a withering, deteriorating, uh, Professor X. I, I just, everything about this movie, um, was perfect for me. Um, I, I can't wait to see it again. I haven't watched it again since I see it the first time. And that's partly because I just, it was, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tough watch just because it, it does pull up my heartstrings a little bit. This is literally the only film I have seen twice this year from this list. Wow. Uh, that's how much I enjoyed Logan. Uh, I don't even know if it's fair to call this the best superhero film ever made uh, because in a lot of ways it's not. Yeah. Maybe it maybe superhero. It's not a comic book film in a right. lot of ways. Uh, but you know, we talked. We've beat that horse to death already. I think this and you know the the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I just and but they're different kind kinds of filmmaking. Yeah, uh, right. They're so so drastically different. Uh, I I can't. I don't know if I've ever cried during a superhero movie. Right. Um, until this film. And yeah. I cried both times, and I'm getting a little choked up just yeah. thinking about. Me too. It's, uh, there, there, there's some iconic scenes in this movie that uh, it just you know what like this movie. I feel like this movie was personal for James Mangold to make. It seems like he put a lot of heart into this, a lot of himself into this movie, and you can feel a lot of heart coming from Hugh Jackman in, in his role. I, th- I think it was I think it was personal for Hugh Jackman too. Yeah. I think in what a way to. Uh, to retire a, a character that you has kind of defined your career. Yeah. I mean, there is the, most most actors in his shoes would never get to go out on right. a, easily the pinnacle of um, the genre in in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, right. And Hugh, I mean, Hugh Jackman, I think did a just did a phenomenal job, a, a phenomenal job as an actor. Uh, this film is not perfect by any means. There are some goofy little plot devices and there are some cliche story choices. Uh, There's again, there's not really a bad guy per se, but none of that matters because of how compelling the, the three most important characters and their relationship, Mm -hmm. how, how, compelling the writing is there uh and watching logan and x23 on screen together i couldn't have said it better yeah you nailed it yeah and and um i I will say like the violence is brutal in this movie too that's the other thing it is and it's it it's visceral and it's unpleasant and 
the one of my problems with the end of the film is it kind of moves away from that. Yeah. Which, you know, it I, for for the rest of the film, you know, I'll take it. It's it, you know, it doesn't. It's not a, not even nearly enough to ruin my enjoyment of it. But right. the the scenes up until the very end of the film, the, the violence is, it's just, it's brutal and it's terrifying and awful and unpleasant and it's the the first time i think violence in a a superhero movie or comic book movie has been there's been a negative right association with yeah it It takes its toll on 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 logan wolverine like that's what i appreciate about it it takes it comes i mean he he almost loses everything yeah Uh, and this the scenes where there, the scene where he just you see him choose to to murder people where they're yeah. the the you don't even that mangold does not give the audience the option to justify the the killings um yeah right exactly he, and that's what a lesser director would have done too that that's you, what you see yeah you see logan as a survivor mm-hmm. and you see what he's capable of and what he's willing to do and it's it's stark yeah Man, I uh, I can't wait to to see it again. Um, I've been putting it off, but I, just talking about it makes me want to watch it again. I mean that you know, as long as you you remember the the flaws of the end of the film and some mm-hmm. of the silly little plot elements, it held up very well. Good, um, good to hear. Yeah, great film. Uh, a, just a treat. Not not something I thought we were gonna ever see. Yeah, so. me either. Didn't expect it. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. When I going into that, I didn't expect it to make my top ten list of the year. To be honest with you. Uh, go All ahead, right. Colin. What's another so, category? This I think is my. There's a film that didn't make your top ten list, that I, I'm very surprised. Maybe it did. I don't know. Again, um, <laughs> you're not gonna. Don't I'm read not too gonna, good. I'm not. I'm not good at reading. Yeah. No. Uh, Oh, it is in your honorable mentions. Get out, Brian. Yeah. Get out. Uh, I I kind of consciously left it out, to be honest with you, um, because I knew that it was going to probably make yours list, and I knew it's just been on everybody's list. Um, so I, yeah, I I that kind of has an asterisk by it, to be honest with you. It was in my up until when I was writing it, it was it was placed at around six or seven, and I was like, you know what? There's other movies that people aren't going to talk about. Uh, get out got nominated for for an oscar um let me just slide shape of water in there so that's kind of shape of water got nominated for more oscars man i know but people hate that movie (laughs) that's the other thing too is people like uh a lot of the thing going around is like uh that this fish fucking movie is what they're calling it it's going to win a best picture or at least battle it's you know not the favorite but it's it has a shot to win Best Picture. Um, and I just think everybody loves Get Out. Get Out was great. It was awesome. But, um, yeah, it's kind of it's just like an little asterisk. I didn't put it on my list just okay. because everybody else is. So you're making a statement, huh? You're making a, making a statement about. <laughs> no, I'm not making any statement. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, you know, all right, that's that's fair. It's You know, it's your list. You get to make arbitrary decisions about what goes on it. I see how it is. But I think we both really enjoyed this film. Uh, I think yeah. we are both excited. And I, we were, I mean, for 
his Jordan Peele's uh, directorial debut, directorial debut, directorial debut, <laughs> which whatever debut yeah. where he's behind a camera telling people to do things. Uh, what what a talent and what an yeah. what an interesting first script and first film and just so well executed, so enjoyable. Uh, Great performances all around. Great casting. I mean, he nailed the casting of this movie. Uh, yeah. The, the one weird part is that Landry, whatever, whatever the kid that was in Three Billboards and... Caleb, it was Caleb, Caleb Landry. Landry yeah. Yeah. His performance that was <laughs> just off kilter a little bit was... Yeah. And I, I don't know why that <laughs> is. It was very strange because he came back and just killed a, a small character role and just knocked yeah. it out of the park later this yeah. year. But, you know, whatever. Who, who, uh, yeah, whatever, little, yeah. We don't know what happened. But, yeah. Um, if you didn't see it, so I, I understand what you're saying. This is one of the most talked about films of the year. Yeah. It, it came out very early. Uh, this, it was the first good film we saw this year, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how you feel about Split, <laughs> uh, which I really liked. You really liked? I liked, I just didn't like as much as you did. Yeah. Fair. But, uh, there, I, no, I, yeah. Um, now, I think Get Out is uh, properly rated by the masses. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Like I, I think that it deserves every accolade it's gotten. I don't, you know, I, I have a few issues with the movie, but I mean, what? There's no perfect movie, and I, I, I thought for sure that coming out of that movie, that people were gonna hate it because. Uh, just the way that it kind of subverts so many. Yeah, but it, it's so funny and then it so is. dark. Yeah, you're and right. It just cuts on a razor, and it is so smartly written. Uh, it just, I think it's inf- it was an infectious film. And that is, yeah, that's the other thing is it is one of those movies that you want to see with a group, you want other people to see because you want to talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah, great choice. All right. Uh, Let's have it. Drum roll, number one movie of the year. Um, well, if you don't know by now, um, then now you know. <laughs> it's three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, yeah, so I I was super excited for this movie. Three billboards outside of Ebbing, Mississippi. Ebbing, Ebbing Mississippi. What? Isn't that what you wanted to call it? <laughs> yes. Is that right? Yes, and yeah. I still think it should have been based in Mississippi, damn it. Um, anyways, I. I uh, I I love this movie, uh, and I was so excited to see it, and it did not it did not let me down. I had an emotional breakdown in this movie. I w- openly wept in the middle of the theater. Francis McDormand is so good. Um, Sam Rockwell is awesome as well. Woody Harrelson, terrific. Um, but Francis McDormand really I, this is the best performance of the year in my mind. Um, I, I love this movie um, on a level that I wasn't expecting to love it. Um, even as I'm watching it, I, 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 w- I wasn't sure how to cope with my feelings or how I felt about the ending of the movie. And um, after we had our review, I just I was like, this is the best movie I saw, and this is my favorite movie, and I want everybody who hasn't seen this movie to see it. To be honest with you, Colin, I wasn't expecting for it to get this much oscar awards buzz 
Um, I, I'm with you, actually. Uh, I'm, I just I was shocked uh, just because uh, the way this handles um, the, the relationships between races, relationship between sexes, uh, it's very blunt and and uh, and forward and realistic in its handling um, and the way that it treats police and just. Um, yeah, I was shocked that this got accepted by um, the masses and by the voters. Uh, I, I'm still baffled that it's there, but um, I'm happy. I'm happy for it. There's been a lot of backlash to come out recently. People were writing articles uh, about it, but I, I still think this is, it, it's in my mind, my favorite film of the year. I... Going into it, I was worried because I think Seven Psychopaths was a a step back. Yeah, in a lot of ways, definitely agree with that. Uh, and this film just blew blew away all my preconceived notions and uh, my expectations. Uh, it yeah, it definitely one of my favorite films of the year. One of the best films of the year. Uh, again, not not a perfect film, uh, and this film is it's again it's very it depends very heavily on a handful of elements, but the the writing and the performances uh, and the way the way the narrative moves between the characters and establishes their relationships as it goes uh just it it's just becomes so real and so compelling and it's just uh it's a very intimate and personal style of character writing and filmmaking that I, i think we were not ready for and uh yeah it it, yeah, not an easy film to watch, uh, but just in, in in some ways, but just a great piece of filmmaking. Uh, Francis McDormand killed it. Sam Rockwell killed it. Um, some great performances by Woody Harrelson and Caleb Landry. Yeah, sneaking in there. Yeah, wow, what a performance! That was that. I mean, we alluded to it. When we're talking about Get Out, but. He was perfect for that role, yeah, and he hilarious. Yeah, did a great job, and has one of my, honestly, one of my favorite scenes of the year. It involves him in the hospital with uh, Sam Rockwell. Like that scene is like gut wrenching. Oh, I think all of his scenes in the ad agency are just uh, that. Yeah, just so the the level of character writing here is masterful, and the dialogue is masterful. Yeah, and just a, a very compelling very dark very i mean it's it's still filmmaking so you know everything normal life is boring real life is boring <laughs> yeah but in a lot of ways it's a it's a very honest film even if the events of the film are you know a little yeah a little more exciting than normal life would be so all right colin what's your last category so my last category is my my favorite film of the year oh, and this okay. might surprise you but i in some ways, I think it w- it might be a surprise, but in some ways, I don't think it will be. I think I know what it is, but um... my my favorite film of the year was Raw. I knew it. I knew it. 
I just making this list. I just every time I think about raw, it makes me happy. And it's such a sick thing to say. But this was absolutely the most memorable experience film experience of the year. I can't wait to watch this film again. Uh, it was fascinating and funny and horrifying and disgusting. Yes, I agree with uh, all those things. But this was this was somebody's directorial debut again. Uh, the level of talent and uh, so this was directed by Julia Ducorno. Ducorno. Uh, this is her first film. She wrote and directed this. So good <laughs> and so interesting and horrifying and scary and combining two genres of film uh, yeah. in a fascinating way. And the cinematography, perfect. Just, I just, this film was mesmerizing and fascinating <laughs> and fun and shocking and horrifying and hard to watch and all in an hour and a half an hour and 40 minutes or something like that hour and 39 minutes total uh i just i there were other films that i think might be better films but i i didn't enjoy any of them more than i enjoyed raw this year i just i absolutely loved my time <laughs> In the theaters with this film. <laughs> I was really close to making this my number 10. Because I always like reserving the number 10 spot on my list. It's something that's like maybe not a typical movie that you'll see on a lot of lists. Uh, I chose It Comes at Night instead. Um, but, oh, man, I don't know if I can ever watch Raw again. Um, I was... I, I I mean, I loved it. I loved it. I, I would recommend it to anybody who I think would enjoy it. I would, you know... It, it, there, I wouldn't tell my parents to go see this movie. Oh, let me just say that. Um, but it's a it's a visceral experience, and I gagged several times. We saw it together, so I there were several times I had to look away, and I was like literally gagging. Um, but at the same time, uh, you, I never really knew where the movie was going completely. I never felt comfortable watching it, um, which is a good thing. And ultimately, um, it's it's worthy of top ten. It's top ten material. Um, I didn't realize like when we saw it that you loved it that much. But as we started talking, I figured that th that would probably be on your list somewhere for something. I you know I just uh, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not making the argument that it's the best film of the year. But it, I just I can't no ma no matter what I. I look at this list of films I compiled and I just, every time I see raw and I think about the film, <laughs> I just, maybe I'm sick, but it just makes me smile. Just thinking about the experience of seeing that in the theater with you the first uh. time, the, the, the climax of the film, um, that scene was so powerful. I yeah. want to say fucked up because it, well, it, it's one of the yeah. most fucked up things I've ever seen in film. <laughs> and not because, not because it's like graphically gory or yeah. violence or something. It's just like the, one of the most perfectly executed 
film climaxes I think I've ever seen. I agree with that. That like it unbelievable. And and you t- you 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 have that scene in mind and then you go back to like the first escalation mm. of the film yeah. with the finger. Ugh. Uh, oh. Like and that turn, you're like, "Man, wait." <laughs> <laughs> like this film, where did this film start? And like, how did I get from there to there? And it's just, it's just a journey. But I, I just, I enjoyed my time with this film so much. Uh, yeah, I know it's, it's not, maybe not what everybody <laughs> expected, but I just, I can't, I, it's my favorite film of the year. It was, I, I don't know what else to say. I really enjoyed Raw. Uh, <laughs> well, there you have if it. You, if you like if you like horror, or I don't even know what to call this film. Yeah, it it, it it doesn't fit. It's not a horror film. It doesn't fit in a box. It's not it's not easily defined uh, genre wise. It's a a psychological thriller slash coming of age story. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's also in French. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. But yeah. yeah. The, you know, the only thing that kind of breaks my heart to say, What's I'm that? still counting it. Technically, it premiered at Cannes 2016. Oh, I didn't even but realize it didn't, that. But it didn't get a wide release here until until this year. So, Yeah, we didn't, we saw that like later on. I mean, in the middle of the year. We, it wasn't... You, were, you were fucking hyped for it. You had been, yeah. you saw trailers in 2016. You had been talking about it. And I kind of, you know, yeah. I, I was... I'm not gonna say I was ambivalent, but I wasn't excited as in the same way you were, and uh, I wasn't expecting it to be as graphic as it was. Let me put it that way. But it's not. I mean, it's just effective in the yeah, ways. Yeah, you're right. It's not. That's to, like the mo- the hardest scene for you to watch. There was no blood. That's true. In that yeah. scene. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It, it's a lot. That scene. There was no sex in that ever. scene. There was no violence in that scene. It's just. It is a like. It's her first film, man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> you're right. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It is. So, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's, uh, I think that's it for the, the good side of yeah. things for us. Um, so what, what, what list do we want to hit up or where, where, what, um, uh, I don't know. You have any, you have any categories? Uh, the biggest disappointment? You want yeah. to do that? So I, yeah. So my two biggest disappointments and I, I don't know why Alien Covenant I was so excited for it. I'm like, it can't be as bad as Prometheus, and it was worse than than Prometheus. And then Mother, um, I had different expectations for that movie. And the, I, I, am I wrong? Because people like put that movie on their top ten list, and I just get pissed because I'm just like that movie. It's like uh, the Seinfeld, or whatever. It's like that word doesn't mean what you think it means. Like that movie isn't as good as you think it is. It's uh, I don't. I get angry. I get actively upset that people like that movie. Um, it's. I feel like that might be a weird lit, litmus test for. Like I don't even know what if you if you're trying to pretend to like film mm, mm. because yeah it's not a good film. It's. I'm trying to think. It might be the most pretentious film I've ever seen. <laughs> I was gonna say it, there's there's another there's a film. Uh, a, a girl walks into a bar. I never heard of it. That was pretentious, but in a different way. And like, uh, in a, I'm, 
you know, like uh, coming out of film school. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, not look at me make a film kind of thing. Uh, I'm I'm smarter than all these yeah. other filmmakers that right. came before me. I'm gonna make yeah. Uh, just Aronofsky's <laughs> self importance oh on display in that movie just it irks me and uh, I mean yeah it took talent to make that movie but uh, yeah it's just not it also it, it took talent to make that movie and it took a total lack of self-control and awareness <laughs> yeah. to ruin the movie right the way or it's it's not even that it, it it was ruined it's that you don't know where it's going and by the time you figure it out you're just it's too late <laughs> right. and you realize that everything good about the movie was an excuse in your head yeah that you were was contingent on the fact that the movie was going somewhere other than where it was going. My favorite thing I think that came out of that movie though is Jennifer Lawrence breaking up with Arnowski and saying he wouldn't stop talking about the movie. We would just come home from you know uh, interviews and he would just go on and on and she was like, "Dude, enough, enough about this movie." Like his own pretension ruined his relationship and it's like Oh, anyways, what was your most disappointing experience? Most, I, there were there were a couple disappoint. I don't know. I don't know if it would be the most disappointing. I think, uh, I think, Wind River was up there. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Just kind of blocked that movie out. Yeah, dude. Going through this list, there were a bunch of films we could do another category. Films I forgot I saw <laughs> until this episode. Yeah. But hold on, I'll come back to that one. Um, yeah, I just... A good cast, good writer, and I thought he was a good writer, and just <laughs> yeah. what... what this? It just was not a good film. It was yeah. an embarrassing film. It's a huge step backwards in my mind. Of... I, how, the, how the fuck? What happened, man? Yeah. Um, yes that was a big disappointment uh i think in some ways maybe killing of a sacred deer but in a different way and i think that was because i let my own expectations yeah define my experience uh but th at the same time like i it's not that i i think it was a bad movie or i didn't enjoy it um it was just I really thought I was in for a psychological horror <laughs> yeah, film, and it yeah. was more of a, a an art house film. Um, so, but art house th slash that was drama. Yeah, that was personally disappointing, but I can't I can't fault the film. So I think Wind River probably. That's a good choice. It's my most um, Free Fire was was up there. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to forget about Free Fire too. Um, I yeah. had high expectations, and I still don't understand how that movie didn't work. It still seems weird that it didn't work. Uh, with that cat, with that cast, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about your most surprising? Uh, so there were a couple pleasant surprises this year. There you go. I like that. Pleasant surprises. I think, I think probably the, the top of this category was Power Rangers. I almost put that on my list too. Yeah. Not, not that I thought it was a great film. But there, it was more enjoyable, the, right, and more competent than I thought. <laughs> Ever it was dreamed be. it would be. Yeah. <laughs> like yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, I think for me, and I on my list, I put there's two movies. Okay, Happy Death Day and The Wall. Um, 
were both movies that could go either way. One way could be really schlocky and bad. The other way, competent. And in those two cases, in my opinion, very enjoyable. Very different movies, very different, enjoyable for, enjoyable for very different reasons. <coughs> but um, The Wall was kind of a movie that we didn't really have anything else to see. And we saw it, and I was like, well, that was actually pretty decent movie it, i don't see i don't know i like i think it was i i enjoy films like that but it's so it's such a one-dimensional performance vehicle for aaron taylor johnston i just like i don't know if i would call it a good film or a great i don't know yeah i, I mean I, i'm i understand what you're saying i just i yeah no okay yeah okay <laughs> I'm joking is what I'm doing. You you are, yeah. And then Happy Death Day, I just I had so much fun in that movie. I I I could I I could see you uh I think you like that film a lot more than I did. I yeah. I mean I was pleasantly surprised by it too. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I did. So I'm I'm on board with that choice. I forgot also I think a cure for wellness was mm, probably disappointing. Again, my own fault, but what a beautifully shot steaming pile of shit <laughs> right and it just kept fucking getting worse and getting in its own way and yeah making <laughs> making worse decisions uh yeah yeah just verbinski what the hell man yeah uh, yeah i'm with you on that one that that i yeah what about that movie was like at that point was probably one of the worst movies of the year for me uh, so what was the worst movie you saw this year? Man, it's, uh, there are some, well, wait, what about, do you want to do films you forgot you saw? Yeah, yeah, this that, list? that's fine, what, yeah. Was there anything that comes to mind? <clears throat> um, when I was going, when I was going through, uh, the movies that we saw, uh, a movie that I thought we saw last year that we saw this year, it's not a movie I forgot that we saw, but I thought we saw last year, but really it was this year. And that was the mummy, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was this summer." Yeah. Uh, because the summer was so good, and then there's like, "Oh yeah, the mummy." That movie came out this year. Um, I don't know if that's a disappointment, but that I mean, it killed the Universal monster movies. Although it wasn't, in some ways, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. No, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's weird because there were some good things about the film, but overall, it, it was just there were a lot of missteps too. And I thought we, I swear to God, I thought we saw it in 2016. And then when yeah. I was going over my list, I was like, saw that movie this year. Dude, technically, a cure for wellness is from 2016 too. So what the hell do I know? Oh, really? Yeah, right. No, it, it was it's, we saw it this year. We saw oh we saw it this year. No, it's, but released in 2016 who knows where not uh, here yeah <laughs> um so going through this list i totally forgot that we saw detroit <laughs> oh yeah Catherine yeah. bigelow film right yeah some great wow. performances there's uh, a lot some, of hype some, behind that movie too. some great tension but just a i th- i like that film a lot more than you did yeah. but still just a, a structurally and <clears throat> structurally deficient and poorly paced film that needed a clear through line and a defined beginning and end yeah. and just get like it could there there was like two-thirds of an interesting film bookended by stuff that undermined the rest of the movie i think so 
Yeah. I totally some, forgot about it. I had some really, I had some issues at the end of that movie. Um, was that the movie we disagreed with most on? I don't know, man. Uh, I tried to. I was, Guardians two, we disagreed on. Oh yeah, you, you didn't really care for that movie at all. How about Life? Did you? I forgot about Life oh, until I life. made this list. Yeah, you remember that? God, that was. That was bad. Man, so I watched. So the worst movie I saw this year, I, I started thinking. Now I was going back in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew gave the Circle such a bad review. I had to see it, and it is awful. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But then I so I put in my review that the Circle is the worst movie I ever saw. But then like when I, what? Oh, I, I was gonna say I have a list of three. So when I was looking at your list though, Brawl on Cell Block Cell Block Ninety Nine <laughs> popped in my head, and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe that's the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, or but, worst movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, so my three, in no particular order, uh, but I think I think out of the three of them. I have the most hate for a brawl in Cell Block 99. <laughs> uh, definitely, I hate that one the most. <laughs> Fucking abomination of what? I don't know what's wrong with people. All right, so brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh, another film I would like to forget ever happened. Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I forgot we watched that movie this year too. Just an insane waste of <laughs> great source material and money Ugh. i don't even i don't even know what to say like the film is literally already fucking made <laughs> it's already made <laughs> i just whatever um and uh, i just i just lost it. oh uh, i think alien covenant was just a frustrating awful film yeah that movie, I, I don't know if it's gotten worse in retrospect because I, I just hate Ridley Scott so much. <laughs> I just hate him so much now. But uh, right. you no, know, it was an awful film. What am I saying? It was, it was bad. It, it was, was really bad. It, written by an insane person, who wasn't Ridley Scott because he's not capable of writing a film. Yeah, right. He's a fucking hack. The ending of that movie is just so stupid. Like, just I mean the. the Everything every character does in that movie is so stupid. It's like they pulled normal human beings about what they would do in each situation. And then did the opposite? And then they just did the opposite. (laughs) Like, all right, you're on an alien planet. You know there's existing biological life. What are you going to do? I'm going to go out with... No, take no precautions, not wear a spacesuit, and I'm just going to wander blindly onto this planet. Oh, God. Shit like that. I just, I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say either, Colin. Oh, man. Why did I ever think that was going to be a good movie? I dude, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, So, we should probably wind down here soon. It's getting late. Um, one, uh, just one last category. Ready, Colin? What was your most memorable film going experience of the year outside of raw because you already said raw not necessarily like the movie but just like the experience in general man i'm trying to think if we had if i had any obnoxious people or anything like that well while you're thinking i can give you mine yeah go for it by far it's when i saw get out at four o'clock in the afternoon on like a tuesday and i sat beside a three-year-old 
That was by far my most memorable. And he drops his sippy cup on the ground, and I pick it up for him. Um, that's I'm preparing myself for fatherhood, Colin. What? Why does these? Why do these things happen to me? Yeah, get out beside you, a three-year-old. You are you are kind of a shit magnet uh, for movie theater assholes. I don't I don't know why or how that happened. Uh, <laughs> And I don't know. I I don't. I'm sure I had bad theater experiences, but it doesn't have to be bad. Just your most memorable one. I just remember wanting to walk out of Colossal. <laughs> oh God, that movie was so bad. We I forgot I saw that movie. Yeah, just it was it it was. It's not that it was bad. I mean, it wasn't. It it was just not good, and it was unpleasant. Every, all the characters were unpleasant, yeah. and I didn't care about anything that was happening. No, I the extended metaphor, just or conceit, however you want to conceptualize. I just like I didn't I didn't care about any of it. I wasn't enjoying it. I totally forgot about that movie, and I just wanted to leave. That is the movie I. Forgot I wanted to about. be done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and technically, we saw Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage this year. That, um, I forgot about that one too. I think that was the first movie we reviewed this year, actually. It, the second, I think. Split was the first. Oh, Split was the first. Okay. But I don't know. There's, some of those films might have released in 2016. Uh, overall, um, I think it was a good year. I mean, we named off some pretty shitty movies. Uh, but I think we're batting over 50, 50%. Yeah, I... I think I, if we learned anything this year is, once again, I'm not. I shouldn't be allowed to pick, like... Anything on the uh, on on demand or VOD, and if there is a question, uh, I'm going to defer to you on the movie because I pick things like Colossal and Brawl on Cell Block Ninety Nine. Well, we saw Colossal in theaters. That wasn't that wasn't you. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Okay, maybe I I won't let you because I feel like we I saw won't... the trailer and we were like, oh, this might be interesting. It, I feel like it might have been a slow week. I don't I don't I don't have any memory of you. That being you in the okay. same way films like, uh, is it Hush? Hush, yes, Hush. And uh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Brawl and Subluck. Although, although mm-hmm. Bone Tomahawk, every time you pick a movie, keeps looking better and better by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Brawl and Subluck 99. By the I, same guy that did Bone Tomahawk. My God. What? What's happened? What happened? How did anybody enjoy that film? People liked it. What did a lot. they think they were watching? What did they? Did they have? Was there some collective mass hallucination? <laughs> it just. I don't know. It wasn't good. I don't. Uh, it was, I really. I've. Maybe that's my most. It's not a theater experience, but the I. <laughs> I've. I don't know if I've ever been that baffled by a film's reception before just it is just so incomprehensible to me that that film had positive positive feedback very positive feedback just just everything about it was bad every single element including the title it's a skirmish not a brawl just want to throw that out there strangely choreographed climax (laughs) And, and why is it cell block 99? 
in the basement. It's not even a cell block. Yeah, right. It's just a it's a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> fight in the dungeon. I just should have called it fight in the dungeon. Fighting in Don Johnson's dungeon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. What a silly movie. It, and was. it just keep yeah, it just keeps getting progressively dumber. Yeah. Oh man, sorry. <clears throat> I laughed uh, quite a bit there. Uh anything else you want to say to wrap up this episode? Why'd we have to go out on that? Why sorry. now I'm thinking about that stupid movie. <laughs> just, just think God about Raw it. and how how much pleasure that brings you. Yeah. I'm gonna go home and eat some hair. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> Overall, first of all, I wrap up some closing thoughts this is the for me this is the best year for superhero films we've ever had and probably ever will have because i didn't see justice league (laughs) so for me for me it this year was uh it was logan it was guardians 2 it was wonder woman it was thor ragnarok and it was spider-man homecoming yeah i can't that is that is a jam-packed fucking year yeah. Spider-Man was in my top ten. Yeah, mine too. It was a, one of the best Marvel films. It was great. Yeah. They and they Tom Holland nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Keaton nailed it. I just it was that was a, a fun surprise, but good year for superhero films, Dad. Yeah. And Logan just Logan is uh, in a league of its own. Tra- transcendent. Uh huh. Um. Well, I think we should get going so we can talk about what we're going to see next week. Um. Is uh, slim pickings, Colin. Let me just put it that way. Slim pickings. Um, so I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Midnight Film Review. We will catch you on the flip side. Oh, uh, well, welcome to 2018. Hey, technically, we still did it in January. Hey, so we're there you good. Go. All right. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>